Today, we're going to wrap up this series that we've been in entitled Set Free. Set Free. We've been in a series over the last few weeks dealing with what I believe is, is the central theme of all of Scripture, and it's this idea of grace. Grace. We've been talking about being set free. That there are so many of us that need to be set free from, from so many things in life. Maybe some, some ideas, maybe some misconceptions that we have on what does it mean to be loved by God. And as I was thinking about wrapping this up I, I, in the culmination of our time together, I, I just came to this realization that, you know, we, we have no hope except for God's grace, Right? That without the grace of God that's been shown to us, you and I would be hopeless people. In fact, in Romans chapter 3, verse 23, it says, For everyone has sinned and we all fall short of God's glorious standard. You know, there was a time in all of history when things were right and when they were set in place as God intended. But we don't know how long that lasted, but at some point something crept in called sin. And as we've talked about over the last few weeks, that word sin means rebellion against God. It's, it's any time that you and I decide to, to do things, well, on our own terms and likes. We know that that happened early on in, in the creation story when Adam and Eve decided to go their own way. And this thing called sin is something that all of us have in common in this room today. Scripture says, for all have sin and we all fall short of God's glorious standard. You see, we have no hope. Back then, the payment of that sin was death. The woman caught in adultery in John chapter 8, remember, was about to be stoned to death. But Jesus, a radical rabbi, stepped in that day began to demonstrate grace when he stooped, when he knelt, when he bent down in that moment. This thing called grace, it, it means God's undeserved favor and, and unconditional love. You see, there's nothing that you and I have done to, to earn God's, God's favor. We like favor, don't we? Is there anyone in this room who say, you know what, I, I really don't want to enjoy or experience the favor of God. No, we, we, we like favor. I like that word favor because we get a derivative of that, the word favorite. It's good to know that we're God's favorite. That we can receive undeserved love, unconditional love from the Father. You see, there's nothing you and I can, can, can do to earn this thing called grace. That's why when, when, when John Newton wrote about it being amazing, it really is. It's extravagant, just as we just sang, to think that God would love us, an undeserving people, Pe people that continue to, to sin and rebel against him, but yet he's demonstrated that. How did God demonstrate that? Well, the Bible says he demonstrated his love through Jesus. In Romans chapter 5, verse 8, it says, God demonstrated his great love for us by sending Jesus Christ to die on the cross for our sins. You see, the greatest demonstration of love is when Jesus, an innocent man, became a guilty man. You see, he, he took on our sin. He took on that rebellion that I just talked about. 
He, he took that on. And, and instead of us dying the death that we deserve, a great Savior, Jesus, died that death on our behalf. Is there anyone thankful for that in this house? You see, Jesus took on our sin and our pain and, and, and he paid the ultimate price. He gave up his life. You see, th that's what makes, to me, Christmas even so incredible. To, to think that God came, he, he bent down, he knelt down, he stooped down to earth. He became one of us and lived amongst us. And, and, and God knew all along that that, that that baby born in a manger's ultimate purpose, his goal, his destiny was to go to this cross and become the payment for our sins. You see, whereas people up to this time maybe offered animal sacrifices once a year to cover their sins, Jesus became that final sacrifice for us. Aren't you thankful? God demonstrates his grace towards us through Jesus. And, and because of Jesus' death on the cross and, and because of his, his resurrection from, from the grave, you guys know that he's alive, right? It gives you and I an opportunity to experience new life as well. You see, that's what Jesus does. And I guess that's probably my greatest prayer for someone here today is that you would understand that Jesus brings new life. You see, he paid the penalty for, for our rebellion. He died, but he rose back to life. And, and because of that, there's hope for you and I. You see, we too were, Scripture says, dead in our transgressions. But we don't have to stay there. Because of Jesus and, and, and by receiving this incredible, amazing grace, this gift of love that God has given us, you and I can be brought back to new life as well. Scripture says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, that if any man is in Christ, he is a what kind of creation? A new creation. You see, here's the reality of it all today. Because of what Jesus has done, you don't have to live the same old life that you've lived. There's newness there. Someone here today needs to be made new for the very first time. You, 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 you need to have the, the faith of that centurion, Scripture says, that was standing there the day of Jesus' crucifixion. This, this, this Roman officer who probably was the one giving the directives and the commands that day in the crucifixion. Scripture says this, upon seeing how he died, this centurion makes this declaration. Surely he was the son of God. Come on, have you ever declared that Jesus Christ is the son of God? Have you looked upon the cross of Jesus and asked him to come into your life to forgive you of your sins and make you new? So many people in our culture today are not living this new life that Jesus came to give. In fact, a lot of us are being misled and led astray by, by an enemy that is after you. Jesus spoke of that in John chapter 10, verse 10. He made this declaration. He said, the thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. And that's the victory that Satan is having in so many in our nation today. Would you agree with me? But Jesus says, that's the thief's goal. But my purpose, I have come that you might have a rich and satisfying life.
You see, someone here today that has kind of said no to Jesus for so long, you need to understand something. Jesus did not come and lay down his life so that you would live a boring, mundane, lifeless life. He came that you might live it to its full. Do you agree with that? Josiah, he gave up his life so that you could live life that is off the charts. He, he, he died for you so, so that all of you might experience the life that you were created to live. Have you said yes to Jesus? Listen, I'm just tired of the enemy having his way with people. And, and, and I'm ready for people to begin to understand this, this newness of life that Jesus wants to give you today. It's grace. Today you can be set free. For, for, for so many of us in this room, we, 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 we feel like we can set ourselves free. And you've tried to work and work and work in order to set yourself free from the chains that have kept you in bondage. Listen, slaves cannot free themselves. You need someone greater. You need someone with the key. You need someone that has the power to break those chains, to unlock those shackles and set you free. Oh, I'm telling you, friend, you're in the perfect place today because he is here today and can set you free. Would you say yes to Jesus if you haven't done so? Would you give your life to him today and let him come and give you the new life? The reason he came was so that you could be I want to ask, can I get a few of our ministry team members just to come and make themselves available today? We, we don't need necessarily all of you, but a few of you guys just come and make, because I believe that there's someone here today that needs to be set free. You need to say yes to Jesus for the very first time. And today we want to give you an opportunity to do that. In just a few moments though, we're, we're, we're going to celebrate a meal together. And we're going to come to, to the Lord's table today and, and partake of, 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 of his body and, and his blood. And, and, and I know that there's another group of people here today, not just those that need to say yes to Jesus, but, but there are also a group of people in this room today that have said yes to Jesus. But, but here's the deal. Maybe you've lost your focus and you've, you, 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 you've forgotten who you belong to. And, 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 and you've, you, you, you've kind of let this rebellious spirit maybe rise up within you in some form or fashion. I just want to remind us of what the Apostle Paul would write to us in, in 1 Corinthians. He, he would say, anyone who eats this bread and, and drinks this cup of the Lord unworthily is guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of Christ. That's why you should examine yourself before eating the bread and drinking the cup. You see, here's the deal. We, we, we've been consecrated, those of us that have said yes to Jesus. That word consecrated means we're, we're, we're set apart. Check this out. This new life that Jesus came to give us, we ought to be radically different than the way we used to live. It's, that's why it's called new life, not old life or the same life. You ought to be new. But I know that for some of us in this room today, 
that, that, that there's maybe some areas in our life in which we're not truly allowing the Lord to have complete sovereign control of. That's why I want us to enter into a time today, if we can, while our ministry team is standing here, not just to receive those that want to say yes to Jesus, but maybe today while you're seated or maybe coming to one of them, you just need to say, you know what? I need to confess something. I need to get rid of something in my life, Jesus, because I do not want to partake in an unworthy manner today. Now listen, that doesn't mean perfection. God God knows we're not perfect. That's why we have grace. And that's what makes it so amazing, right? We all still stumble. We all still have that rebellious spirit from time to time in us. But make no mistake about it, we're called to pursue holiness as well. And the great thing about our God in heaven today is that he still offers forgiveness to you and I when time and time again, I know we hurt his heart. Aren't you thankful for that? I know me sometimes as a human. And it's hard for me maybe sometimes to, Pastor Gary, forgive someone whenever they've wronged me or my family or done something. There's still that, that human nature. Part of me says, right? But you don't find that with God. He welcomes and receives us and he forgives us when we truly confess. And so the band's gonna play. And um, in fact, I wanna just go and ask you to stand and bow your heads and close your eyes if you would today. And, and our ministry team is down front today. Robert and Raleen are here today. And, and maybe today you wanna say yes to Jesus for the first time and receive this new life. They stand ready today. Hey, this is Joe and Joe's here today. And, and maybe today you say, hey, Joe, listen, would you just pray with me? Because I'm still struggling with this here. And I just wanna, I, want I need God's blessing. I need God's power. And Joe would be honored to pray with you over that. Holy Spirit, as we pray and as we prepare ourselves to come to the table. Pray that you would have your way in us. Search our hearts and know our thoughts in this moment today, Jesus.